Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men on coronavirus lockdown watch every episode of The Simpsons in order. Uh, because, yeah, you know, there's nothing else to do, is there really, apart from sit and wait for it to, to all be over, Tim? There are other things to do, but, but uh, this is one of the best things to do. Wouldn't you agree? What else? What are you doing then? What other things are you well, doing? Well, you know, work, a bit of work, a bit of tidying up, a um, bit of lying on the sofa fretting, a bit of that. Yep. Um, you know, Monitoring mixture, the really. symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. Going, yeah. Oh, I feel a bit achy today. I feel a bit achy today. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's it. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or... Um, uh, sort of looking at which pair of um, tracksuit trousers you're going to wear today. That's it, yeah. Cycling the clothes around, that that's something to do. Going shopping. We don't know how long it's going to be either, so it's, um, yeah, we're just sort of staring into an abyss now, aren't we? Today we have, um, the Brit- we're in the UK, we've got the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. He's recovered from the virus and he's back today and he's just given a speech saying, you know, we're going to got to keep going. Um, I don't want to get political, but it's good to have such a statesman-like leader during a time of the, the deepest crisis we've ever known. <laughs> Don't you think? He's definitely not the one I'd choose, right? I didn't choose him anyway, but uh, he's not right. He's not He's not the man, is he? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It, is, it does inspire confidence, doesn't it, when you see him out there on that, you know, at that podium. I'm being sarcastic, yeah. by the way, Tim. I don't know whether you put that up yes, or not. I can, I can sense it. I think um, America has an advantage because Trump is so obviously deluded <laughs> um, and idiotic that that you can just sort of brush him off. Yeah, we did. We sort of said he was sort of like a David Brent president, didn't we? But I think it's more yeah. sort of Frank Drebin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From, um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it is what would happen if the Naked Gun films came back, uh, well, unless Nelson's yeah. dead now, obviously. But so that's not going to happen. But. It, if Leslie, if he was accidentally made president, <laughs> it would be just yeah, like Trump. That'd be it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Simpsons. Yeah, we're on Simpsons season two, episode three, which is the first Halloween special. We've already had a Christmas special, haven't we? And we're, mm. now we're in a Halloween special. A little bit weird. Yeah, it's um, just called Treehouse of Horror, isn't it? As well. That's right, Treehouse of Horror, the first of many. Um, and as we'll see as we go through this, a, a wonderful opportunity for the writers to sort of go off into different territories, isn't it? And and sort of deal with non-canon stories. Um, yeah. Think things that can step outside of the normal run of The Simpsons. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a trilogy, isn't it? It's like three three shorts, and um, based on sort of horror films, aren't they? They're based on all sort of specific horror films, or. Yeah, you know, dark kind of um, dark fiction, awesome. science fiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here we have three. Yeah. Don't we? we have three. We have Bad Dream House, yeah, which is clearly based on sort of the Amityville horror. Yeah. Which is where the Simpsons move into a new house, um, mm-hmm. and then we have Hungry or the Damned, which is yeah. uh, they're abducted by aliens basically, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, and then we have The Raven, which is a sort of um, retelling of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's story. Yeah, with Simpsons animation. Absolutely. Mm. And it's framed by um, sort of two intros, actually. 
if you wanted to get, I bet, I bet people study this at university in media studies because it's sort of a story within a story within a story. This because they break the fourth wall, don't they, with Marge's intro for the first time? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've they've done that yet on the Simpsons that we've been watching. So she sort of introduces it to the public. Um, they've done it once before, haven't they? With Bart, where Bart talks at the end of Bart the General, when he of tells, talks about You're war right. and stuff. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That has happened before, so it's not a first, but. But then, she, so she apparently that's a parody of the original Frankenstein film. But I don't, I don't remember yeah. that. But apparently, okay. that, yeah, what she says in that in that intro about tucking your kids up because it's going to be scary. And then, then we get the gravestones. By the way, um, the, I love that you can pause the gravestones and get some humour yeah. out of them. That's one of the things The Simpsons does really well. My yeah. f- favourite is Casper the Friendly Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they're really good. They get they get even more acerbic. As, the, as these, yeah. um, this series goes on, doesn't it? There's a trios of our episodes every year. They're, That's right. They're really good. There's Paul McCartney, because that was a famous Beatles thing, that he was there. There's Disco, um, Elvis, mm. a few others. So that And that leads to the next story within the story, which is Homer seems to be out trick-or-treating, I think, and uh, he overhears yeah. the kids telling ghost stories, doesn't he, in the, in the treehouse. Yeah, but it's really just that's that's the sort of framing for the kind of three episodes, isn't it? That different people are telling different stories and then it cuts to and I think they sort of drop this, don't they? <laughs> they they do. drop this in yeah. future ones, they just get on with the three story. They just go straight in, yeah. Um yeah. but I suppose it's a good setup for this one. Um so Lisa and Bart are telling each other spooky stories. Um and the and the sort of whole gag throughout the whole episode is that Homer's getting more and more scared by it, isn't he, as he's listening in. Yeah. So the first one is Bad Dream House, which, as you say, is a sort of... Well, is there any kind of ghost story film, but specifically Amityville Horror, I think, where they're moving into this spooky house where, you know, I suppose the gag here is mainly that it's ble- blindingly obvious to, that, that, that it's a spooky house, but it takes the family quite a while to realise. Um, books are floating in the air, there's blood on the walls. There's a, there's a deep, sonorous voice saying, get out. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, that would put all, me all off of which... immediately. <laughs> That that would be definitely the last straw for me. <laughs> yeah, it would take a, a creative estate agent to um to divert your attention from that while you're yeah. showing you around. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah, um, I think I think the vortex is the point where they really start to um <laughs> ramp up the. Uh, there's a sort of weird green vortex, isn't there, in the, in the middle of one of the walls? Um, isn't the voice? Don't you get a voice of um, James Earl Jones? Uh, yeah. Who? He, I mean, he. Um, I think it's the is it the removal guy because he gives the removal guy Homer gives the removal guy a tip just a dollar, and the guy says a buck. I'm glad there's a curse on this place. And Homer goes, oh, <laughs> and as he walks away, and then <laughs> he sounds like James Earl Jones. Yeah, and he's going to be later on in the Raven part, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, there's a few places where I thought I heard a James Earl Jones style voice. So you're right; I think that must be him. Yeah, they must have they've got obviously got him in for the episode. Yeah, they've got him in and just said he's definitely the guest voice, and they've got him in to kind of, um, you know, for the day, and they got him to do a few voices. Mm. <laughs> he does one of the aliens, I says. You know. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's in, he's in that as well. So. It all leads to a bit of a um, climax when they all start getting out of bed with various weapons. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a, a, you know, spot the film references. Um, there's loads crammed in here, but Maggie does a sort of exorcist head twirl, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, and then they all sort of 
look like they're going to murder each other, basically. Although it turns out Marge is not actually carrying a knife to kill someone. She's carrying a knife to make sandwiches, which is quite a yeah. nice twist. Yeah. And it's it's really, the house looks a bit like the psycho house. It behaves yeah. like material horror. I suppose there's blood coming from the walls in material horror, but also there's a bit of a shining rift there as well, isn't there? So there's, yeah. there's a lot going on. They're just sort of really getting their influences out there, aren't they? They definitely, yeah. So it's a great platform for that, isn't it? Mm. So, so then, oh yeah, it's Lisa, isn't it, who discovers that it's an Indian burial ground underneath the house. Yeah. Do they say Indian burial ground? I thought they did. Or do they say, yeah. sorry, Native American? Is that no, I don't think they do, do they? So again, we're back at <laughs> different times. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, it's, it's a great gag when he calls the seller and it turns out he says, I mentioned it five or six times. Yeah, that's a great gag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they extend that gag completely with Homer having that one-way phone conversation, complaining to the yeah. estate agent, and then he just says, yeah, he said he mentioned it a few times. <laughs> well, it's so specific, five or six times, that it, it must be true, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the house says, um, you'll die slowly, your stomach will swell, your intestines will writhe and boil. Your, your eyes will burst uh, and, yeah. and it says some horrible stuff possibly your brains has got coming out through your nose it's beautiful writing <laughs> it is and by now they, they definitely the alarm bells are ringing for the family mm. so so they all deal with it in different ways don't they Marge shouts at it Bart, Bart taunts it <laughs> um, Lisa reasons Bart with says, it show us some more cool um, things yeah yeah and uh, so it's the whole family in their own way sort of taking on the Native American burial ground and um it destroys itself, goes up in an explosion. As as Lisa says, it chose to destroy itself rather than live with the Simpsons, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. which is a you know good final gag for that for that um, short episode. Yeah, good fun little little story. But you get a lot of um, it's quite a thrill, isn't it, to see see the characters um, in a quite fantastical yeah. setting with the rules changed, you know, a little bit and. We're sort of just Absolutely. about familiar enough with them to get a kick out of that. Absolutely, yeah, no, it works really well. Um, I enjoyed that one, and it was a good sort of horror story, classic horror story. Um, so back to the treehouse, and I can't remember who's telling which story, but um, we we then splice into episode, uh, part two, which is Hungry Other Damned, um, which is the first um, episode where we see Kang and Kodos, isn't it? The uh, the two aliens who crop up quite a lot in the Simpsons. Yeah. This episode. Now, now this apparently is based on a Twilight Zone episode, isn't it? Called To Serve Man, which is um, I didn't know that. Oh. A very similar, a sort of similar idea that I think there's aliens who who abduct humans and um, and uh, there seems to be a sort of initially benign kind of relationship, but the, clearly yeah. the implication is that they're. Um, Eating the humans, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, and that's where this goes, isn't it? So it starts with them having a barbecue as a family, and then this spaceship just appears, mm. lifts them all up. I love that it takes two beams to lift Homer. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a nice little visual gag. Um, and then, oh, there's a great gag here when Kang starts speaking to them, and Lisa says, "How come you can speak English?" And rather than go with the the sort of the, the normal sci-fi response, which is I have some sort of translator that lets me speak yeah. any language. He just says, by extraordinary coincidence, our language... Like, it's the same language, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Um, so, yeah, they, and it starts off this idea that they're feeding them 
<laughs> they keep saying things like "grow large with food" and things, don't they? Yeah. Um, Really but nice obviously that, they don't uh, pick yeah. up on that. They just they just uh, accept the fact that <laughs> they've been abducted by yeah. aliens and they're being fed fed really well. <laughs> Especially Homer. Um, I like I like the entertainment they give them when when they they proudly show them Pong and say that, you know that your primitive paddles are replaced by <laughs> by these oh, electronic yeah. blocks. <laughs> yeah. They haven't quite judged how far behind the humans are, have they? <laughs> yeah, they've got that wrong because Bart's kind of saying that get with the times. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> That's just Pong, man. Yeah. I like the fact that they get um, they get defensive as well when Kang says, yeah. "Well, we did build a spaceship, and um, <laughs> you know, if anyone anyone from a species that has mastered intergalactic travel, raise your hand." And then the two aliens <laughs> raise their hands, and then isn't there a pause? And Bart raises his hand, or <laughs> just to kind of <laughs> yeah. He's so annoying, Bart, isn't he? He's he's, yeah. um, he's just great at irritating people. <laughs> So of course it's um yeah they keep saying things oh don't worry you'll be at the feast and all this and weighing them and stuff um Lisa cottons on first as always goes on the prowl finds that a great visual gag of her finding this book how to cook humans and blowing off the dust yeah how to cook four humans and then it's how to cook forty humans and then then it's how to cook four forty humans <laughs> yeah I mean it just keeps going doesn't it it's one of those yeah. gags that they keep they must have thought oh it'd be great if we just kept stepping this up a bit. Yeah, and that's the kind of that's the that's the conceit of the story, isn't it? That ultimately they they realise that they're being fattened up for slaughter and, yeah. and sacrifice, but actually, it turns out that the aliens are just purely <laughs> are actually benign in the first place, and they get offended that they're being accused of potentially eating yeah. the symptoms, and then they get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, and it does end up with the ludicrous idea that they've actually got a book called How to Cook for 40 Humans. <laughs> yeah, that's a very specific um, book, isn't it? Which is strange. Yeah, very specific number of humans. But yeah, so yeah, they're a bit upset, aren't they? They're, they they dump them back. Um, yeah. And Lisa's left with the great line, there were monsters and truly we were them. Yeah, yeah that's a very Lisa line, isn't it? <laughs> um, so... That's the end of that episode, isn't it? Kind of, uh, these are all very short, but um, pithy. And we, we then go mm. into the Raven. Yeah, so the, the fun is over, isn't it, Tim, for this episode now? <laughs> mm. I was wondering what you were going to make of it, because I, I find this, like, almost difficult to watch. It's sort of, you know, I can see yeah. what it's trying to do, the, the Raven. They Basically, a reading of Poe's poem, The Raven. It's just too clever for its own good, isn't it? It's, it's a little bit... Um... It's a bit sooty, isn't it? It's kind of like the, yeah. the writers yeah. showing you what they know and, and being a bit too... Um, it's beautifully done. You know, it's very well-directed. Oh, well yeah. Beautifully yeah. rendered. Great great shots. Some lovely ideas. For, you know, Bart as the raven. Um, yeah, he works quite well. And obviously, you know, the story itself is a you know, famous sort of metaphor for, for depression, isn't it? For somebody struggling with a, a sort of suicidal depression and... But yeah. But ultimately, this this it doesn't quite connect, does it? Because it's a little bit too um, forced. But, yeah. yeah, it's a bit forced. And Homer is the character who is who's struggling. I don't know. It's it's a really awkward mm. mix of comedy and and um, sort of literature, <laughs> you know, literary sort of language. Yeah, they never do it again, do they? Anything <laughs> like this? Yeah, I mean, they, I think they learn that that it's best to sneak in kind of literary illusions um yeah you know, in the background or little meta gags or because then you get people who people who spot them 
they get a little bit of a dopamine hit. And anyone who yeah. doesn't doesn't know them doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. But this is like five, five, ten, whatever minutes of um, them just ramming it down your throat, isn't it? I mean, it's quite fun seeing Bart as a raven and saying never more. Like, he's, he's always the irritating one, so he's quite irritating in this. And I quite like the painting gag of Marge's hair and then in a separate frame for a top of her head because it goes on. But... Um, yeah, there's not much to say about it, is there really? Yeah, all the all the Simpsons craft is here, isn't it? All the craft, all the mm. you know, the actual writing, the the um, all the meta stuff. The everything everything is is beautifully presented and it's but um it's just the the conceit of it and the, the idea of doing it uh doesn't quite land, does it? No. Which is a shame because well it, so we end the episode with, with Homer going to bed and He's still scared, obviously, by all the stories, and he's still getting <laughs> raven, and that's the that's the end of the episode. But um, I'm I'm going to start with the scoring. It's my turn, I believe, and um, I'm going to give it seven point five because <laughs> I, I did this quite scientifically. You've been thinking about this. I took each, yeah, I have. I, I took each section and gave it a score out of three point three. <laughs> mm. um, and obviously, the first two are great. Um, the last one only gets a one for me. Um, and then I added a bonus point and a half for it being the first Halloween special, which in, in itself is great and, and, and a great concept and a great idea, which which runs and runs. So 7.5 from me. What about you, Andy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give it a seven. You know, yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. just sort of two thirds of it. I really enjoy. And um and then just the, the final, I could sort of comfortably turn it off, you know, before yeah. the before the Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't miss anything, do you? Yeah. But I, I mean, it, it's just you know we do we're doing this because we do love the show, we love the Simpsons, and but mm. I think at the same time it's healthy to kind of just accept and be 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 honest when something doesn't quite quite work, and it's not it's not a yeah. perfect show. It's close enough, but it's not perfect, is it? No, absolutely, and especially in these early episodes. I mean, yeah. season two is is a great season overall, and this is the Raven is probably the lowest point it reaches. Isn't it? So that's in that sense, you know, we know, um, you know, that's as, as poor as it's going to get. Most most of season two is fantastic. So, I think I think um, sort of on a positive note, it, it's it's just a creative decision that you know, in our opinion, doesn't quite work. But but it's um, mm. what what is good about it is the sheer sort of audacity of the the show, the creators of the show to. To even try yeah. it, you know, that that to even think, yeah, we can do that. You know, you imagine the beginning of this process and thinking, let's get the Raven Wager and Poe, um, and Homer can be the yeah. the tortured kind of soul, uh, and and just just to put all that together itself, it's one of those yeah. things that when you see the final product, you probably realise, I don't know, this is not sure this is um, this is working, but just the sheer audacity, you know, no other show would do that. No, I think they were definitely in a place where they were taking creative risks. And yes. it was still early in the show's development for them to be doing that, which is extremely brave and courageous uh, for a primetime slot on Fox television. So, yeah, absolutely. Kudos to them for that. Yeah, and it would go on. The, the, the Halloween specials would uh, go on to be favourites, wouldn't they? And they would, I think they get better yeah. and better and they get more, they get bolder and um, darker. They and they, they tend to be, they really punctuate each year don't they a little season they it's do. just a, a high point of each season where the the creators kind of loosen up and um 
Yeah, yeah I think they, they do learn from this. I mean, that's the key thing, isn't it? If you look at something that you consider mm. to be a mistake, um, sort of, mm. instead of dwelling on it, just look at what you learn from it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, the, the higher points I'm giving for, for the fact that the um, Kang and Kodor episode's great. I really love that episode. I love those characters. They come back in really creative ways. Yeah, they do, they yeah. need aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're in the movie, aren't they? Um, yeah. I don't know if we'll do the movie at some point. But, um, yeah, they're, they're a great couple of characters. So, <clears throat> overall, We'll do the movie in, like, two and a half years or so when we finish, <laughs> when we finish the... Yeah, we'll do an hour, yeah. hour and a half long special on the movie, I reckon, don't you? Yeah. Um, what is the next episode, Andy? Can you remember? The next episode... Um, is Blinky, the three-eyed fish, isn't it? It's called Two Cars, oh, Cars yes, in Every Garage, is. Three Eyes in Every Fish, which is a great, great Mr. Burns episode. Classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this That's one, this series is um, great because you really feel them finding their feet, um, mm-hmm. and you you know a few creative risks here and there, some that work, some that don't, um, mm-hmm. and that I think this probably, like I say, the, the Simpson Delilah episode is. Is that for me anyway a ten? And um, you know, looking through it, I can see another few that are pretty close. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm agonising over my first ten now. Now that you've done yours, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work out when is the point to drop my first ten. It's definitely in this season. It's amazing so, the uh, way I remember them as well, going through them again like this. Because I remember Doff, Doffless, where he's he has to stop drinking beer, which is definitely a ten for me. It's, I thought that yeah. was going to be. Season two, something like that. Season three, it's actually season four. It's, it's a long, a long way off. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows where we'll be by the time by the time <laughs> we get there? We'll be in, yeah. we'll be forced to live underground or something by the time we get to <laughs> season four. <laughs> I mean, like, we'll probably like be those of, bald men in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. society <laughs> would have sort of t- disintegrated to a sort of Mad Max type. <laughs> yeah. Just um, <laughs> feral people roaming the streets. By the time we get there, but we'll still be doing this. So <laughs> we'll still be yeah, we'll still be hiding away, just kind of holding back the sort of drooling masses as they try and break in. Um, so thanks for listening again. To, to, so we've got um, Twitter, Stay at Home a Pod at Stay at Home a Pod. Mm. Uh, you can send us a yeah. message there. So yeah, if you want to send an email, it's Stay at Home a Pod at Gmail dot com. Stay at home at gmail.com. I mean, um, I'd like to hear what other people rate these episodes or funny moments we might have missed because that's possible. There's a lot flying around in these episodes. So, yeah. Get yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Just send us send us your thoughts, things we've missed, got wrong, um, anything. And we'll, mm. we'll, we'll sort of give, put a bit of time over in a future episode to any correspondence we get that, um, you know, isn't inane or um, just brutally abusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be great yeah um until then till next time um yeah stay with it stay healthy and we'll catch you soon yep see you next time